Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. New year, another a new win. A new win, a win to start the new year off and uh, a clean sheet to boot as well and a last minute goal, what more can you want? Uh, I'm joined by Brad Matthews, uh, you know Brad, he's been on here plenty of times before. How are you doing Brad? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you Chris, I'm doing well, my, my voice seems to be going but uh, <laughs> it feels like I've thought too much, I don't know where they get at from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as I said to you off uh, backstage, my last day of isolation today so uh, I've got a, a massively long walk planned tomorrow, whether weather permitting so yeah, yeah. So well, i've got to go for a run in a minute and it's absolutely hammering it down so this could be fun yeah yeah it's not too good it's not too good <laughs> so yeah uh but yeah hopefully colin will be on in a bit uh, in a bit as well colin you who you'll know from talk and ball uh but if not then just me and brad talking through the game and a few more bits and pieces as well uh i didn't watch the game because i was out but then i found it was a it was a played on sky at two in the morning so I recorded that and for some reason, I've got the West Ham game, but apparently it's Harry Kane's fault because he's England captain. So I've had to make do with watching Match of the Day and the YouTube clip from Sky Sports and Spurs. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but uh, watched the game or not, an absolutely massive win, I think. Uh, they're the kind of games that in the past we either get a sucker punch and lose 1-0 or we huff and puff and just get a 0-0. Uh, but to get the win and keep going... Uh, Unlikely score as well, uh, but yeah, massive win, especially as earlier in the day, Man City toppled Arsenal. Mm. <clears throat> um, yeah, did you watch the game, and, and what did you think of uh, what you did see? I'm uh, you said backstage you watched the highlights at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I didn't get a chance to try and find a, a, a live stream. Uh, so I watched the We Are Tottenham TV watch along, uh, and then I watched match of the day this morning. Uh, it, it looked to me like it was a hard, hard slog. Mm. And from what I can gather, Watford just basically put 10 men behind the ball, had a low block. And we we always struggle to break those sort of teams down. And to be fair, uh, I watched the uh, Arsenal game earlier in the day. And when Arsenal were down to 10 men, Man City found it difficult to break them down as mm. well. Man City are one of the sort of best teams, if not the best team in Europe at the moment. So so we're not alone in, in not being able to break down sort of uh, 10 men behind the ball. But the important thing was we got the win. That's what the paper's going to show. The result will show yeah. Neil Tottenham Hotspur won three points. We're two points, I think, behind Arsenal now. But we're, we're within striking distance, whatever the, whatever the stats are. Uh, I, I still don't like having to win games in hand. I, you know, everyone said, "Oh, we've got games in hand." Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have the points, to be honest. But completely out of our control, though. That isn't it. So it is, we've got to make do with yeah. what you get given, I guess. But I think the the fact that we won that game. Uh, I was asked a question last night, actually. Did I think winning that game in the last minute w w was better for the club or better for the team than spanking them four or five nil, which which we all uh, all expected? Well, I didn't expect because I'm, I'm you know been a Tottenham fan for too long to expect them to win four or five nil in those sort of games. But I think yes, they was very important. The fact that they now know that they can win these games that I think was the last time, the first time we've scored in the last few minutes of the game this season. Uh, yeah. We haven't done it for a while, and to actually do it uh, when it didn't look like we were going to score, uh, I thought that was very good. And they'll 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 gain from that. They'll know that they they can keep fighting in every game, yeah. and they've always got a chance of winning. And no matter how poorly players play, and I, I heard that Son had a, had a poor game, and yet he put in the perfect cross for Sanchez he to got, score. He got the free kick as well, didn't he? He did. He did indeed. He did. He got got yeah. brought down for the free kick. So you know these sort of players they. The thing about it, and we'll probably talk about this a bit later, is that they've been playing non-stop. Our best player have been playing non-stop. 
And I think it's going to take its toll. And that's why the, the, this mm. transfer window and, and certainly as far as next season is concerned, the summer window is so, so important. We just need to get some sort of squad together. It's looking OK at the moment, but we all know and Conte especially knows that this current squad, I don't think is good enough to to do anything better mm. than, say, sixth or seventh Uh no matter how well Conte's got us playing at the moment and you know how how players have improved. But uh, the signs are there and hopefully if we do get backed during January and we can get a couple of players, then yeah, hopefully we can go for that top four. Yeah. I've, I've just realised I've forgotten a few things. Someone who's been doing this for a little while would know how to do these things, but I've forgotten to say a, a happy new year to everybody watching and listening. Uh, and I also put a tweet out uh, yesterday uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, which I'll reiterate again. Thank you to everyone in 2021 who liked, watched, appeared, listened, liked, subscribed, uh, added comments onto any of the streams that I've done. Very much appreciated. It always helps. Um, please keep that going in 2022. And finally, uh, prayers and good luck. Uh, good luck. Uh, prayers and good thoughts to Bob Spur, who's still in a bad way. Uh, I have yeah, to I've, think I've, about uh, what the situation is, uh, but I'm assuming that means it's it's not out of the woods. So uh, uh, prayers to him. The, the, the latest update on that, uh, Brian Dager was just actually on We Are Talking TV. Apparently, yeah. uh, he uh, when he lays on his back, it's difficult to breathe because you, you, your lungs are being pressed and, mm. it, and they can't clean all the, the rubbish out. But apparently uh, he's improved. He's, he's got his oxygen levels are now uh, a, a drop in and they reckon that the, the infection points, or whatever they call it, that's dropping too. So after Excellent. three or four days of, of sort of, you know, not, not, not positively, that day's actually quite positive. It's still a long way to go. But mm. uh, the latest news that I heard this morning is it, it, it's, yeah, it, it, there's an improvement there. So hopefully uh, we'll be back, uh, back soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, he's missing important games and important wins, isn't he? So he wants yeah. to get back as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hopefully uh, Kim, Brian, uh, his kids are, are filling him in with what's happening. But uh, back to yesterday. Uh, you mentioned Watford sat back. We have 32 crosses, which is, uh, according to Matt today, a record <laughs> in the Premier League, I'm, I, I think, this season. Uh, and it tells you the quality of the crosses because it took the 96th minute for a sun-free kick to go into the back of the net off uh, uh, Sanchez's head. Uh, do you think Watford played for this? Obviously, Vegion is fairly good at crossing, but uh, <laughs> Royal... Hmm. Uh, so, I only watched the highlights, but it... it obviously seemed most of the play apart from Reggion's shot was down our right hand side. So do you think yeah. they played uh, give, give, well, obviously give it out wide. We'll pack the box and we'll clear any headers out because uh, they're not that great crossing. Do you think they targeted uh, 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 Royal in particular with that where you put the crosses in because we'll just head them out? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that match of the day highlighted, didn't they? They said that they were mm. leaving Royal, you know, they're quite happy for Royal to get the ball. Now, uh, Ranieri said in the aftermatch comments that he he, he was he's got a tall a tall squad there, so you mm. do wonder and sort of quite tactically genius really if, if he's actually pinpointed the fact that Emerson can't cross properly, and he's mm. all give it to him because every every ball that's going to come out is going to be high. We'll just head it away. So maybe maybe that was his thinking. I don't know, but but certainly Emerson he gets into the positions, but he he's his crossing at the moment really needs some work on. So. And as you say, thirty-two crosses and one only one good one, and that's all. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, would you would you class uh, more as one as a cross that Sun had the volley, which the keeper saved? I mean, uh, uh, it's a kind of 
through really, it's more of a through. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the only outcross that I, I saw that came to anything was a Hoiberg shot, but that came from a poor header where the cross yeah. didn't really come to well, anything. Well, we haven't, we haven't really got a, a, a strike force that that, that, that that suit that sort of high cross. I mean, Kane mm. can get up for it. I suppose you could argue that Mora does get up high, but but we haven't got a big sort of sort of centre forward sort of type team that that those. So you you want the crosses to be either on the ground or at a certain height where your your big uh, stereotypical tall defender is not going to be able to get get his head on the ball. Mm. So I and, and also we all know that the 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 the, uh, the, the cross that sort of sim, you know that sort of. Shoo, Swishes. I can't think of what the right word is. Swishes. Swishes are fizzing across. Fizzing across. Fizzing across. It's is really difficult to defend because mm. it's going at such a pace that that even if you do get a touch on it and you're a defender, it could could go anywhere. Which mm. Regalong found out with that amazing own goal last season. But but <laughs> uh, if the ball's high in the air, that's just a bit and drink to a tall defender, a decent tall defender, mm. and, and Watford have, have got some pretty tall, decent defenders there. So so yeah, we need to work on that. I mean, obviously, but, but, so but like you say, with the Arsenal game in particular as well, when they went down to 10 men, it's very difficult without that creative player that we don't really have against 10 men and a goalkeeper sitting back. And really, kind of crossing is your only kind of threat, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even Ericsson yesterday, I think, would have found it fairly difficult to put a ball through the eye of a needle. Uh, but he at least tried. And then uh, what I said on a, I, I was on Paxton Road TV after the Southampton game. We we didn't have any long shots or attempt any long shots. It was all crosses, crosses, crosses against Southampton. And it's yeah. easy for them to defend against because they know all that's happening is crosses coming in. You've got to have the extra uh, shots outside and all of this business to give them something else to think about, which an Ericsson would have done because, well, all right, we've got to be tight here. Otherwise, the ball's going to go out to the crosser really quickly and there's going to be through balls played as well. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, just a quick uh, message from Adam. Uh, we need to buy a creative Adam. midfielder this month. Absolutely agree. We'll be yeah. talking about that a bit later. If you want to come on, Adam, uh, just let me know. I can give you the link. Um, but yeah, sorry, uh, I cut you off there. <laughs> oh, oh, Apologies. I'll say now. Uh, I think the good thing, uh, yeah, I, I was getting annoyed at, at the Southampton game, you know, that they weren't taking shots because, you know, if you, you take a shot, I, I, you know, when a player has a shot, when I'm watching a game and a player has a shot and it goes over the bar or whatever, I think, well, at least he had a go. He's tried, you know, and I think that we needed to, we need to do that more. I, we didn't do it against Southampton. I think Hoiberg into, I had him into really, really good spots to, to like, you know, have a shot and didn't. But from the highlights I saw, we, we should have a few shots today or yesterday mm. uh Hoiberg had that 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 one that went over I think the, the day Regulon had a shot so we did seem to be up in the the, the the ante with the shots and also I think what's really important for this Tottenham team is is, is Kane getting back mm. to his top form because Kane we'll get on to that now you've stolen my thunder but I interrupted you earlier so it's one all um, but yeah he's looking more confident for me he's yeah. having shots he was um we'll get on to his yeah. penalty appeal a bit later on but yeah Absolutely agree. If he gets confident firing in goals, yeah. you've got a good chance of doing something. I, I think what makes Kane such a brilliant player is is that he can get a shot away so quickly, and and he's so he's and he's very much on target most of the time. Uh, I I think the season, a couple of seasons, uh, I think our, our, when we challenged for the Premiership, someone, uh, he scored so many goals from outside the box by just mm. getting the ball and shooting. 
And and you know, that's what annoys me where an opposition fan says, Oh, he's only a, you know, scores and, <laughs> and yeah. he quite clearly doesn't. You know, if, in fact he hardly gets any goals from the six yard box, you know. It's, it's all his fault though, because he's England captain. You have to oh, of course this is it, yeah. <laughs> England, yeah, England captain, yeah. And it's like, yeah, but he he's getting his shots away now, and that, that is the Kane. That's when you know that Kane is getting his form back together back together again. Uh I still would like to see another top quality striker. So we've got the option of, of, of resting mm. Kane because there are some players out there, which I, I pointed out earlier, that have played so many games and we don't seem to want to replace them, which is fair enough. I mean, yesterday's first team, I thought was probably Conte's favoured 11 in this mm. current squad. And you can quite honestly see that being the team that's going to take the pitch against Chelsea on, on Wednesday, uh, yeah. being the big game it is. Uh, but no, Kane definitely... He's getting his confidence back. And also, I think mentally now, now that Conte is there, he, 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 I still think it'll depend on, on our transfer windows, this one and, and the summer. Really? But he has always said that if the club show ambition, he'll stay. Yeah, and you can't get more ambitious than Conte, can you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But as you know, I'm not the first person, I won't be the last. You've got to, you've got to back him. You've really got to back him. And, all right, I don't know what the Tottenham finances are. I don't know what money we've got to spend, uh, but mm. we must have some money. You know, we're not a poor club. You know, you know so I think, yeah, you know, I think there must be some money there. The only problem we do have, I like Chris, the problem we do have is that Joe Lewis is the one owner that won't put any of his personal money in. So, mm. you know, to obviously everyone goes, oh, Joe Lewis, Tottenham. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he's even a football fan. I think he's just a billionaire who just happens to come from Tottenham. You know. And just happens to have bought our club. So, yeah, we need that investment. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we're not poor. The problem is that we, when they say we need to get some player sales in to, to raise revenue, we always ask ridiculous bits of money for our players, you know, and that's why we don't sell mm. them. So, I think that will change. We'll talk about the whole transfer window a bit later on. Uh, in the section I've called January and beyond. Um, but yeah, because I think that is a key moment now. And uh, but yeah, Kane looking more confident. I completely agree. Uh, there were times earlier in the season, it didn't even look like he was thinking about shooting wherever he was. Whereas, uh, he should have scored that one where Skip did brilliantly after the wayward uh, uh, forward pass on the goalkeeper. But He's done what kind of Messi and Ronaldo do. If you look at Messi, maybe not now at PSG, but certainly at Barcelona, they always look for the corner. So they're aiming for like the yeah. inside of the post because that's yeah. where the keeper can't get it. And that's what he's aimed for. He's just got it slightly yeah. off. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, you find margins there, isn't it? You know, and, and, and Kane is very good at that, at, like you say, at finding that corner. Yeah. And that, actually, that chance he had against Skip, it, when you watch it, when you're actually watching the, the broadcast, you think, oh, yeah, unlucky. And then when you see it, from behind, when they showed the clip from behind, you think, well, we should have scored that, you know? Mm. So, yeah, but uh, that will come. That will come. Uh, I mean, he's obviously scored, what, three in four games now? Well, effectively four, if you include the yeah, yeah. Four, but, but, yeah, he's, he's starting to score now, which, you know, everyone was going, oh, he's he's, he's, he's lost it, which is ridiculous, you know, when you think of it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, hopefully he'll come good. But he needs to get some rest. We need to be resting these players. a few... Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. Are we affected by the oh, bringing something from the EFA? Cup of native Cup of Nations. I don't think we are. No, I don't think we are either. So I can't think of any African players that we've got in the squad. So. No, no. Uh, whereas Chelsea, I think, are. Yeah, they've got Mendy. Are, 
Yeah, Arsenal will be. I think Partey will be going. So yeah, yeah Aubameyang, but he's not playing at the moment anyway, no. is he? I, I think he's been stripped. Uh, Liverpool are the big ones, which uh, <laughs> you, you say we're we're only uh, uh, top six, maybe. But uh, I was, before we go on to the January thing a bit later on, I, I said earlier on a, either this pop, uh, stream or another one. We're in the top four race. If we can keep keep ourselves in with a shot of that until January, where we can then spend, which I'm adamant that we will, we're in a really good position. And I don't think second and third are beyond our realms at the moment. With Liverpool, who are going to be losing their two big hitters, uh, Salah and Mane. They lose Cater as well, who's a big player in that midfield. Uh, Chelsea have lost their goalkeeper, but the, you know with the whole Lukaku incident and and everything mm. like that, which I'm expecting him to be a televised game with Gary Neville any minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and there's some problems there, and then obviously you've got Man United, Arsenal, Leicester who aren't out of it, and a, a West Ham who who are all fighting for fourth. And we've obviously got games in hand if we can win those. We put ourselves in a really good position at the yeah. moment where we're we're essentially in fourth now if those games in hand were played yeah. tomorrow and we yeah. won them and comfortably in fourth as well. I might add. And then you never know. Uh, and then if you get a good January window. You never know, but we'll come to January a bit later on. Um, but yeah, so I'll settle as well. Kane not playing that great. I'll settle for that all day long if he doesn't play that great, doesn't score and we win the game. Uh, because there's going to be games where we need him to play well and he will play well and we'll end up conceding a few and he'll get the, he'll make the difference. Exactly the same as Sun. And, and <laughs> I find uh, take Sun off, not give him a rest, but he's playing terribly, drop him. Uh, as quite laughable to be honest. Uh, Barcelona would never ever drop Messi no, no. in his pomp if he was playing terribly. And he's shown, son, all he needs is I mean it was a stupid challenge for the free kick. Yeah. But he earned that by he knew exactly what he was doing, dribbling with it, doing his little step over things, tempting someone in and then nicking the ball away when the, the foot came in. And then the cross was superb. Um, you can argue like Ian Wright did about how the defensive line was too deep and everything like that, but I still think we'd have had a good shot of uh, scoring that, even if, well, because it was on target and the keeper might have been like, oh, there's going to be a touch here and then just flat-footed and it just flies in. Similar to what it did, I, th I think, against Watford earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to drop Sun, I think any defence in the world, if your son isn't playing, is delighted. Same with Kane. So I wouldn't be dropping though. Investing them, yes. Dropping yeah. them, no. I, I, I don't know what you think on that situation. Well, there was uh, there was there was talk yesterday about uh, bringing uh, Son off because he's having a poor game. Uh, yeah, which obviously well, you know would have been the wrong decision. But but you know in hindsight it's a wonderful thing. But uh, yeah, he he's the sort of player that can win games on his own. Uh, I certainly would try and rest him, and that, that's why we we need some sort of backup or, or mm. competition in in that striking spot. So you can say to to, to Son, okay, we're going to rest you now. And I, I'm sure that Conte does this. Uh, I, I read that Alex Ferguson used to tell a player, look, you're not going to play against such and such a team, but you will yeah. be in the game against such and such a team, and that yeah. would mean that the player was getting dropped or rested, but wouldn't feel bad about it because he knew he had another game that he's going to play. And at given time. Yeah. The physically prepare and mentally prepare for the game he was going to play in. So I'm sure Conte would do the same sort of thing. It'd be nice for Conte to sort of say, I mean, we can't because we haven't got, haven't got the, the the squad, but to say to Son and Kane, listen, after Chelsea, put 110% in against Chelsea and then you guys have a, have a, have a weekend off against Morecambe. 
you know, go yeah, and yeah. Do whatever you want to do, you know, and just get well, They're not going to play in that, are they? The Canes, they might be on the bench, but they're, they're not going to play in that, really, unless well, you we might, desperately you need might, them. And... You might have to, though, because we haven't got any other forwards. I mean, I, I think... Uh, well, if Scarlett's not on loan, he'll uh, he should be playing in that. Is, oh, he, you know. is he fit? I'm not sure he might even be fit because he hasn't, he hasn't been in the squads. But, but anyway, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's, is Scarlett ready? Even if it's a cup game, and Morecambe are going to come and fight for their lives. Uh, I don't know, really. If he's not going to go on loan, he needs to get game time. Yeah. I think. Yeah. If he's yeah. not going to get game time, yeah. <laughs> and if he is fit and doesn't get game time against Morecambe, then. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to get game time against anybody. But you but, do uh, wonder what sort of team they will put out against against Morgan. But anyway, that, that's two matches down the road. So, yeah. in terms of some, we've got a comment. Uh, PC Matt, how you doing, buddy? Uh, he's so a clutch. I, I'm not sure what that means, but uh, talking about some, he always has his brilliance, making something out of nothing, even when he's not as his best. Always there when the team need him the most. I mean, you could argue that Kane as well, Kane and Son, but I'm assuming he's talking about Son because he 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 got the free kick and put the free kick in. Um, but yeah, uh, th- th- there was a comment from Stelios on our, our, our Spurs chat, a few points where he, he made his substitutions too late, Conte. Uh, I-, I didn't see the game and I don't know the substitution, so I can't really comment on that. But you- you'd kind of have to say as well, that he got it right because we won the game. And-, and what I would say is I think back to your point of the Arsenal when they went down to 10 men is anyone, because we don't have that creative player in there, Anyone who came on would have found it quite difficult, unless you get an Ndombele who skips past a few people in the middle. And there's not a huge amount of people in the middle because they're all in the box. Would have found it quite difficult to break that down without that creative yeah. player. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think of his sub? Uh, I don't know if you know the substitutions as well, but uh, what, what do you think of the, the suggestion that he made his substitutions too late, Conte? Uh, I, I, I thought, going back to the Southampton game, the substitutions were a bit confusing. Hmm. Uh and yesterday, you could argue that, that that we weren't showing much headway against Watford. If you're playing Watford, and, and I mean, they keep had a good game, but if their keeper yeah. is making world after save after save, world class save, and you think, well, yeah, you know, it's going to come sort of thing. It's just one of those. But yesterday, when it quite honestly wasn't working, uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought you might have made some, some substitutions uh, a bit earlier than he did. But we won the game, so you know. Mm-hmm. I, and and I, I I was having a chat with Stelios the other night, where he said, "Well, you know, don't be afraid to criticise Conte. He may be the best manager in the world, but you know, you're allowed to criticise him." And I thought, mm-hmm. well, "Yeah, you're right there, Stel. You're right." And mm-hmm. yeah, I thought yesterday maybe he, he might have made the changes a bit earlier, but you know, uh, we won the game. Uh, if he hadn't, if he hadn't, if, if he'd have made a sub, I mean, if, what if he'd have made the substitutions earlier and we hadn't won the game? You know, then people might be criticising. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, I, I guess then the the argument would have been at least he tried to make a change because it obviously yeah. wasn't working. We were having long shots and it just didn't quite quite come off. But yeah, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a, like a knife edge thing. It's. Um... I'll tell you what is interesting with his subs in both the last two games is he's brought Brian Hill on and and left Nondon Belly on. I thought yesterday, mm-hmm. I thought if ever there was a game for Nondon Belly to come and show what he can do, you know, and and, and maybe save his Tottenham career if he wants to, mm-hmm. that is. Uh, that was the game because, yeah, he's a player who will dribble the ball. He can, he can find the pass. You know, he, he's unpredictable. I mean, sometimes even his teammates don't know what he's going to do. But, <laughs> yeah, he's unpredictable. And that, you know, when you're, you know, if, you, if you're up against a player that's unpredictable, then that puts added sort of doubts in your mind as a defender what this guy's going to do. So I was quite surprised. 
but I like the fact that he's given Brian Hill a chance. I know he's yeah. on the finished article and uh, there's a long way to go with Brian Hill, but he is a player that can dribble past players and, and, he, and he's very quick. He gets a pass away pretty quickly, I've noticed, with Brian Hill. When the ball comes in, he, he's, he gets it out pretty quickly. Uh, whereas you want to move quickly when you've got those teams mm. that are doing what Watford did, you've got to try and get past them quickly. And uh, Brian Hill can do that. So I was interested that he came on this day, as indeed he did against Southampton. Mm. It does make you wonder. And also another player that was left, didn't come on yesterday, was Deli Alley. Does make you wonder whether Deli Alley and uh, and Nolan Ballet uh, are two of the players that might might be going in January. Yeah, well, I think Nolan Ballet definitely will be. I mean, to not bring him on yesterday is obviously shows he doesn't fancy him, which then begs the question: Why is he even on the bench? Um, mm. But I guess maybe there's not enough players in the squad and. Uh, well, I guess he's not on the bench and, and not have a full bench. But when you have a bench of about fifteen players, what, what does it matter if one's well, not on there? Um, Maybe yeah, Delhi's a, 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 a tricky one, isn't he? He obviously had that good game against Liverpool, but I thought it was it was a game suited to Delhi because there was so much space by Klopp's yeah, yeah. ridiculous tactics. Where Southampton, who closed us down, not suited to Delhi at all. And, and yesterday, with uh, Delhi's passing isn't that great, and his mm. running is what what makes him good. And there just wasn't the space to run into yesterday, so I don't think yeah. it suited Delhi at all. I think Deli Ali, from what I've seen in his limited appearances this season, is that, even last season for that matter, is that apart from when he does these little flicks, when he gets the ball, he's very slow in getting rid of it. Mm. He seems to dawdle when he hits the ball, and obviously that wouldn't have worked against Watford, as indeed it wouldn't have yeah. worked really against Southampton. I feel that, yeah, I think he might might be on the way out. And when we get to talk about January, I'll, I'll tell you why I think that might be the case, yeah. what might happen. But yeah. uh, maybe he didn't bring a low low sick note, to, or, or better known as a Giovanni Lacelso. Maybe he, he came on, didn't he? I think he, he maybe, tweet maybe, out saying, "Great to be on again." But. Yeah, maybe he he had Nondomboli on the bench for in in case Lacelso injured himself <laughs> or something like that, you know, or I'll bring him yeah. on now, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so. I, I think Lacelso's finished, but we'll get onto that in the January. Uh, Two penalty appeals we had. Match of the day showed one. Didn't really talk about either. I watched. I saw both on. I think it was a Sky Sports uh, YouTube highlights thing. Uh, Kane being manhandled. Well, not really manhandled, but the the guy had his arm round him, was dragging him back a little bit. Uh, uh, mm. Kane stayed on his feet, got crossy, and came to nothing. Eric Dyer on a cross or free kick. I think it might have been. Almost wrestled to the ground. Mm. I, I, I'm assuming VAR looked at them. I, I, again, I didn't really see anything um but it wasn't given but again we won not really that bothered uh and you know we, we did get some really lucky decisions against liverpool uh, those go against us i don't think there's any chance we win that uh but yeah I've, the southampton one came second goal i still think that was onside and the goalkeeper yeah. dropping the ball was absolutely terrible in the same way i think these were penalties uh but the southampton game you, you moan about those ones more because you didn't win the game um this one we did, so I'm not that fussed. Uh, what, what did you think of them? Uh, uh, I, if you watch Match of the Day, you obviously didn't yeah. see the Kane one, but I'm assuming you saw that as well. And, and they the Kane one. I saw the Dyer one. First of all, the Larice one, I, I, I think was a penalty. I don't oh, the think... one where he came out and got the ball? Yeah, I, I thought I, he got I don't... the ball there. Well, the, certainly the angle they showed on Match of the Day, and I know there's loads of different angles on that. Mm. And, and, and to be honest, only, only Larice knows for sure whether he touched it or not. Uh, but it, it looked, it certainly, the one that we got overturned against Everton, 
yeah, you could see that he definitely mm. got the ball. There was no doubt about it. Yet yesterday, certainly the replay I saw, I thought, oh, that doesn't look too good. Uh, yeah, but I, you... I only saw it on the one, you know, the run through a match a day, so live and it, or not live, but in real time and then however many replays they show. But I, I thought the ball went in a, a direction that uh, whoever the player was wouldn't yeah. have taken it. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. And the Eric Dyer one, uh, they're just not giving them. They're just not giving them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand that. I mean, any other play on the pitch, centre circle, foul all day long, free yeah. kick. And it's just, uh, yeah, I don't understand that. Well, Keynes was... Uh, yeah. I don't understand but, when the CAR step in as well. Because, yeah. you know, we saw the replay on, on Match of the Day pretty quickly. Well, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's mm. a, a recording. But but I think that will it'll only start changing when the referees do start giving penalties for every single one of those type incidents. Then it'll stop. It's happening I'm sure there was a season not that long ago where they were told to, weren't they? Yeah. And yeah. that seems to have been a yeah. one-season wonder and then stopped for I mean, I, I, I've been, Yeah, I've been watching football for many, many years. And, you know, back in the day where, you know, you used to tackle on the pictures with mud heaps and that sort of thing, I don't remember all this wrestling to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was tough. It was tough. And, yeah, you'd go in full-blooded. But I don't remember any of this, you know, and... Now it happens in every game, and they they are virtually with dire manhandling. It's like a wrestling move, you know. It's and and they're not picking it up. And but as soon as they start giving penalties for those sort of incidents, then it will stop because it's quite clear. And yeah. you know, there's a fine line with saying, "Oh, that's all part of the game." Well, if it's a foul, it's a foul, you know. And yeah, I mean, Chris Armstrong. Remember Chris Armstrong? Mm. He, used be, he used to. He used to like half put his arms around the player but not contact you know which yeah. technically speaking is not a foul and that's how he used to <laughs> and, and the players now they sit they sit and just go the whole hog and they're virtually bear hugging them and, and ripping yeah. the shirt and all this sort of stuff and yeah it, it's 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 confusing now as again when does VAR step in I, I do not understand the VAR but, as much yeah. as I hate agreeing with Jurgen Klopp <laughs> I don't know why the Kane tackle didn't go to VAR on Robertson. Well, yeah. uh, oh, oh, that's another thing with VAR. It can go to VAR, but then that's yeah. not a guarantee at the moment. Because I'm sure uh, Ramsdale at Arsenal, uh, it was similar to Kane, where Kane, mm. it, 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 the referee didn't get told to go over Robertson's tap challenge. He did, where there were two penalty appeals in a, the Arsenal game, one for Arsenal, one for City. The Arsenal one, it went over. Uh, Arsenal one they didn't and then you know Foden scores a goal the other day which was less offside than Kane was yeah, that gets well, given yeah. and this one doesn't so uh, VAR has been brought brought in to stop uh, you know humans making mistakes essentially but yet if you're getting humans to review it a different human each time you're still going to have that element of error so nothing's really changed now you just get some fancy lines going on uh, I would I would rather criticise human error than yeah. a stupid line. Yeah. Open to interpretation. That's the, yeah. the words I was trying to find. But it, it's yeah. still open to interpretation. So you're still going to get all those errors because what yeah. one referee thinks, another one doesn't necessarily. And I, I don't understand why they don't have... Being that every single game is on a different time now. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. have one person who's in charge of that or maybe two or three. Yeah. And, and, and even if there are games at the same time, it's very, very, very unlikely in three games that there's going to be an incident at exactly the same time in each game. So you can view different screens, but they, they don't. They have a different one each game. I just don't really understand it. 
There are two um, two things, and I've, I've said this many, many times. I'm going to try try and make a meme out of it. Two things: get rid of the lines. Hmm. Just get rid of the lines. I'm fed up with the lines. I don't care if you've widened them or thinned them or, or done whatever it is. Change the colours. I don't care. Get rid of the lines, and use clear and obvious like it's supposed to be used. Yeah, yeah. Now the the goal against Southampton, they actually they did it with Son's goal against Palace. They said, "Oh, VAR are checking that," and the replay showed it, and it's quite obvious. No, he's not. He's, he's onside. You couldn't mm. argue, and and obviously the goals. But we still had to wait thirty seconds of VAR to say, "Ah, oh, no, it's okay." <laughs> The one against Southampton, all you need to do is, yeah, stop it and then have a look at it. If you look at that, now the linesman hasn't flagged, okay, you look at that and say, can I prove, does that, is there any way that is offside? Can I prove that's offside? And you couldn't. You could not mm. in any way, apart from the little line that goes up to his armpit, which now apparently can score goals, that's why it's included in the, the VAR decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you look at that and you think, if you're the official... No, I can't prove that that's offside. I can't say that that's offside. And you give the goal. Now, what I'm saying about criticising human error, I'd much rather look at the screen and say, ah, oh, I don't agree with that linesman. You've got that wrong. I reckon he's onside. I reckon he's offside or whatever. I'd mm. rather be disagreeing with the, the official like we used to do in the old days than some guy trying to get two lines at exactly the time the ball is hit, which they can't do. The, the, the frames are different. Now, okay, the technology might get better. But at the moment, they can't. They can't get it exactly when that ball's kicked. You know, so you take Kane back a little bit. He's onside, you know. So I'd rather... No, let's... let's Like like we do when we record... When you're, making a, when you're watching a recording, you pause it to see if you can see something. Mm. Just do that. Do that. Have a look at it. Can we say that Kane is offside? Definitely. No, we can't. Goals given. You know, and, 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 and the other way as well. The other way around, you know. And, and yeah, if, if the reliance flags him as on, offside... Can we see that's yeah you know and do it that way as well? But just get rid of the lines, go back to clear and obvious. Um, yeah, because I think most football fans would pre would like that better than than this stupid sort of you know line type thing that that you know well the, was it a son against Leicester where he's like yeah. nose. Well, you forget as well. Poch's last game for us, Sheffield United had a perfectly good goal chalked off as well because his his fringe was offside. Absolutely, yeah, ridiculous. yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. And the whole line, Kane's uh, shoulder offside. I missed the part where he slid on the floor and scored it with his shoulder. It's exactly the same <laughs> as Patrick Bamford yeah. against Palace last year with his hand offside. I I missed the rule change that Maradona's hand of God goal was now illegal <laughs> in the Premier League. I, I, but, but back in the day. You were generally all offside, so it didn't matter if you headed it in or, or, or need it in or, or shot it in, because that was all offside. So if you're going to insist on those lines, do it that whatever you scored with, because now the, the linesmen are told, let the game go on. If they score, they score, and then it's review. Annoying. It's annoying. Then review, whatever they scored it with, was that offside? And yeah. but and then you'll have problems. And, and but oh. You know, the line on Foden's goal against, I think it was Palace, was it? Uh, it was the other day. Was was in this apparently the same area as Kane's on Southampton, but the line was in a different part of his body. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's still open to interpretation. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But and that's a, that, that's the other thing. The other thing that, that when I, I used to run the line many many years ago, every now and again in, in games, you know, amateur level, there's no mm. lights, but so someone from the club runs it, and the benefit of the doubt goes mm. to the attacking team. So if you're yeah. running the line and you see the ball and you don't know whether he's offside or not, you can't. You don't put your flag up. 
Simple as that. Because you're giving the, the you're giving the attacking team the benefit of the doubt, you know, and, and that's what they should do. And they don't seem to do that either. No. You know, whereas yeah, you watch that, you, you look, look at the picture of Kane, and you think, okay, I don't know whether that's offside or not. The goal stands because the benefit of the, of the doubt goes to the attacking team. It, yeah. it, it's 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 not rocket science. No. They're, trying to, they're trying to make it, it rocket science, but it's, well, it's not. It's, it, it's rules made by people who have never played football in their life yeah. and look yeah. at it as a business rather than what it is. Uh, but I mean, we we could do a twenty four hour stream like Josh, the Tottenham guy. If you haven't watched his stream yet, uh, uh, check that out and make sure you donate as well. Brilliant cause for him. Yeah. We could do a twenty four hour stream just on VAR and all the cock ups yeah. that have been yeah. made this season and will do in the future, but. Uh, <laughs> We just don't have the time. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, let's move goal back on to... Goal line technology, great. That's, yeah, that's yeah. brilliant because you can't argue with that. You, the, and the technology yeah. is good on that. And and you've got you've got something there you can't argue with. It. Uh, and the other thing, yes, by all means, use VAR. Uh, if it's going to be... It's, it's, it, VAR is good when it, it has ruled out or ruled in mm. obvious mistakes. Yeah, if it's an obvious mistake, and I think there was a game, Arsenal-Man United... I think Aubameyang scored and the Lions had his flag up. And then when they looked at the replay, he was about two yards on side. You know, he made he perfectly made the run. And it was just obviously he was it, it was a mistake and they gave the goal. So, yeah, let, let's let's go back to common sense, clear and obvious, mm. you know, uh, uh, giving the advantage to the attacking team, you know. And, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's more frustrating than it was when you'd argue about a referee's decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone told me on the Paxton Road TV show that I was on with Sam uh, last week that uh, they're introducing Hawkeye into the World Cup for offside. Mm-hmm. So how, how that work? I have no idea, but uh, we we'll have to, uh, you know, yeah, see how that goes. But well, it, I don't know, t- I don't know, sorry, I don't, don't harping on about the AR again. I know whether you can actually do this in football, but I like the, what they do in cricket. Is it's umpire's call. So mm. if it's if they've got a margin of error there, and if it's if it's within that margin of error, they'll go with whatever the umpire says because I think it's a, it's umpire's call. Mm. I don't know whether you could do that in football, uh, but certainly but you, do, you do. You do the referee going over to the monitor, don't you? Is is yeah. they, they're told to go over to the monitor. It's not really kind of their decision, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> moving on from VAR because, like I say, we could be talking about this until the next game. Uh, <laughs> Lorries, uh, I said two great saves because I didn't think it was a penalty, but then again, it could have been. But uh, the, the save from uh, Josh King was superb, being that he literally had nothing much to do. Uh, new contracts for Lorries, there's there's rumours now about him going to Nice. Would you give him a new contract or not? Oh. I, for me, absolutely, because we don't have a ready-made keeper to come in. You need uh, uh, him there and a ready-made keeper to fight for the place and then force him out in the same way that he did to uh, Brad Friedel. Uh, but what's say you on that? Oh, without a doubt. Offer him a contract now. Give him ever what he wants. Uh, try and make it two years. Or give him a year and a year extension. Uh, at the end of the day, it's Hugo Lloris' choice. And he's given mm-hmm. us so much good service. If Hugo Lloris says, look, and we offer him a contract, and look, I'm really, really sorry, but I want to go back to, to France or whatever mm-hmm. he wants to do. I fully respect that. So if Hugo doesn't want to stay, if Hugo wants to go, retire, whatever he wants to do, fine. I've no problem with that, but certainly I'd oh, hate him to go because we haven't offered him anything. Because let's face it, he's a, he is a world class keeper. He, I think he's had last season, this season have been his best seasons at Tottenham. You know the the mistake that he used to make seems mm. a, 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 
<laughs> at the moment of recording, seems to have disappeared. Uh, and the saves he is making. How many mm -hmm. points this guy saved us with his yeah. save? I mean, that save against Josh King yesterday was amazing. Yeah. It's, and as you say, he hadn't done anything, and he, he pulls that, that save out. Uh, even against West Ham, he made some really, really good saves in, in the mm -hmm. League Cup game. This yeah. guy... Brian Daigle thinks the contract is already signed. It's just not official yet. Well... Which is yeah, a possibility. Brian but, um... be, yeah, Brian could be right. Uh, they could well be saving it to the end of the transfer window so that when we haven't signed mm. anyone, they can say, oh, <laughs> new contract. You know, call me a cynic, wow. if you will, but yeah, it wouldn't put, put it past me. Yeah, I, I hope hope Brian's right. I hope they have, they have uh, it's all agreed and he's, he's going to stay. I mean, let's face it, you could argue that Lloris is the reason, the reason that we, one of the reasons anyway, that we got to the Champions League final because he made that penalty mm. save against yeah. Aero in the first leg. He also made a, a penalty save against Arsenal, I think, at Wembley in the last minute, yeah, which yeah. if we'd have lost that game, I don't think we'd have made the Champions League that, that season. So, so yeah, you know, goalkeepers are worth, they're worth top yeah. five. Uh, Ferguson said, didn't he, a top, top goalkeeper, obviously a title challenge, gets you 12 points yeah. a season, I think he said 12. Uh, and, yeah, I can well, and the other thing about Lloris is that if you don't, the money that we, we, we pay him to give him a new contract, his wages or whatever, it's going to be far cheaper than getting in yeah, another yeah. goalkeeper of his quality. I, I think you still need to get a new goalkeeper in because he's 34, th no, 35 oh, yeah. Yeah. now. So I think you, I just don't want to get a new goalkeeper in. Loris has gone, right, plonk, you're straight yeah. in. I'd, I'd like him to fight for the place and then for, not force Loris out, but show that he's got what it takes yeah. to force him out in the same way that Loris did with uh, Friedel. Uh, yeah. But one more player I want to talk about, I, I forgot to put a banner on here, uh, Hoiberg. I, I was quite surprised he started yesterday, because mm. I think he needs a rest. Yep. He played pretty much every game last season. He got through to the same, played every game in the Euros, bar in the last one, because they got knocked out in the semis. The whole Ericsson situation, early doors, must have had a huge uh, mental uh, tiredness on him, and he's played pretty much every game this season. Fans are saying he's terrible this season. I think he's uh, allowed that because he must be absolutely shattered. Mm. Chelsea is a, at this moment in time is our biggest game of the season on mm. Wednesday, and I thought he would have been vested to be fully refreshed for that. Uh, yeah. And I thought Winks has done enough to give himself a chance to let's see what you can do. And a lot of people are calling out for Winks and Skip in the middle. So I was surprised Hoiberg started and Winks didn't. Uh, do you think he needs a vest? Were you surprised? Um, this, yeah, what would you think yeah, about it? This, this is a player that, that gives his heart and soul in every game. This is the guy that, that, that you know, that has played since we signed him has been a revelation and it's only natural that if you're playing game after game after game, you're you're going to hit some sort of poor poor form. Again, it's like Son; they they perform at such a high level that when they're slightly off, everyone says, "Oh, he's not playing well. Get rid of it." You know, sort of drop him. And yeah, I do agree. I think I was surprised he wasn't rested. He'll play against Chelsea. I'm no doubt mm. about that. Uh, and then obviously it'll be vested against Morecambe, obviously, and then uh, we've got the yeah. game and follow-up game against Chelsea the following week. But yeah. I just think he needed a rest. Yeah, no, he does. And now, as well. you, you had the whole. Yeah, you're right. You, you, you're right you, about the Ericsson thing. Uh, yeah, uh, during the World Cup. Yeah, all of the European Champions League. Uh, European whatever it's called. <laughs> Euro 2020. Yeah, he had all that, uh, and he had a good tournament in there as well. And uh, 
yeah, he needs a rest. Uh, yeah, I was surprised he didn't play yesterday because, because you know, bless him, Harry Winks has come in and, and done well. You know, mm. he's one of the players that most of the fan base would have sold in, in January. But I think, no, he's he's proven uh, to be uh, a decent player to have to bring in. Mm. in well, Conte said he's not going anywhere in January, Winks. Yeah. And, Con- and, and Winks has done all you can do when you're on the bench is he's given Conte something to think about yeah. in terms of now there's competition for Hoiberg and Skip, which yeah. a month ago, well, if Skip or Hoiberg get injured, we're buggered. Whereas yeah. now we've got a Winks to come in who is proving his worth again and yeah. proving he can fit in this team. Uh, so, yeah, I was surprised he didn't. And being that it's against uh, Watford, who, I mean, I guess no one knew they would sit back as much as they did. But, yeah, I, I was surprised. And I think he needs a rest. But uh, it, it's it's come to that point where we talk about, I haven't got a jingle for this, January <laughs> and beyond. Uh, so we'll start with January. Dow was added a comment in. How are you doing, Dow? In Conte's first meeting with the board about the January transfer window, he was told that money would be tighter following the summer businesses, and that's come from Alistair Gold, apparently. Mm. Whether that's the case or not, I don't know, but then that goes to your point of uh, Undombele, uh, Delhi might be players to go out. But then comes the issue of you're not going to get £60 million for uh, Undombele back, you're not going to get anywhere near that for Delhi, so you're going to have to take cut price deals. I think that there has to be some kind of business in January because Conte would not have signed otherwise. And like I said earlier, I think we're, we're well in this top four race. If we can keep in this top four race until January, until we can get some reinforcements yeah. in, because I'm, I'm convinced he'll want a creative midfielder. So I think there will be players coming in. But I, I always said at the start, I think the main window will be the summer because that's yeah. the busier one generally anyway. But I think there'll be a few additions and a few outs in this one. Uh, La Celso for me I think has to go but I think that was more likely to be a loan he's always injured as well so players uh, teams aren't going to be wanting to pay top dollar for him Doherty again we're not going to get a lot of unless we sell Harry Kane or Son which I don't think will happen because I think Conte will walk if any of them go as well I don't think we're going to get a lot of money for the players that we we earmark to, to leave uh, so that leaves uh, how much money, if, if Alistair Gold's comment there that uh, Darrell's uh, uh, added in the comments, is true, where, where is the money coming from? Uh, but So what do you see happening in January? Do you see there will be some business, whether that's outs, ins and, and whatever? Do you, do you see there will be money spent? Do you think there'll be loans? Or do you think it will be a, a, a no transfer window again? I, I, I can't believe that will happen, that nothing uh, will happen. First of all, First of all, what I will say is that Conte has been at the club what, since October hmm. and he has somehow, from a team that we are all in despair of, uh, uh, losing yeah. the hope to Man United, he's got us into a position now where he can go to Daniel Levy and, and, and say, listen, we're on the cusp of the Champions League. You back me now and I'll get you in the Champions League. And you know what the Champions League means, Daniel? It means more money, you know. Yeah. So it's a no-brainer that, that okay, you know, if you haven't got the money, you haven't got the money. But as I said before, we're not we're not a poor club. And to, you know, if you're spending money you haven't got, you're only spending it for six months before, you know, and you get Champions League, then you've got that income coming in again. So... I don't expect it to be a really busy January window because, as you say, it doesn't, you know, it's never normally busy. But 
I think that we will sign some players, whether it be on free transfers or loan deals, that could make a difference. And Conte, if you read his press conferences or, or watch his press conferences, he obviously knows that this team is not good enough going forward. Hmm. It might have got us into a stage with a couple of two or three signings that we can challenge for top four and get top four and maybe win a cup. But Conte will want to win the title or at least challenge for the hmm. title. That's the sort of manager he is. That's the sort of manager we want. And hmm. to, to be fair, Podicino, uh wanted that as well by playing weekend teams in the League Cup and the FA Cup. He wanted the Champions League and the, the title. Uh, unfortunately, he he didn't deliver, but but he that was his mentality as well. And I think Conte has definitely got that mentality. Uh, I think, yeah, we need players to get top four. I think some of the areas we need to strengthen, we can probably get by with until the, until the summer. Yeah, I think defence, uh, Yeah, for, for me, defence can be left. I know a lot of people yeah. are saying we need central defender when we do, but I think that can wait to the summer. It's, yeah. For me, creative midfielder is a must. I know people are saying, and you said yourself, we need a backup to Kane, but you can have five strikers on the pitch. If you've got no one to give them the ball, they're not going to do much. I, well, I think creative midfielder, we are crying out for. So creative midfielder and then Kane backup or, or Kane uh, competition, I'd say, not backup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a priority for me, and they're the two main ones. Uh, goalkeeper as well, I think. You give Loris his contract. Yeah, oh, definitely. One, definitely. two years, then get a goalkeeper in the summer, maybe a Nick Pope, uh, and then they fight it out for that that season. Same with a central defender. But, yeah, for me, a central midfielder, creative midfielder, is an absolute must. If we, don't, if we get that, I can see us really going for this top four. If we don't, I know Conte said losers find excuses, winners find solutions, and he somehow found a solution at the moment. But he's had fairly good run in the terms of, of the teams and the, the positions they're in. When you come against the, the teams around you, you, you know, the top four, I mean, West Ham was slightly different there. When a, they were on a poor run of form when we played them. It was a good time to play them. But I think we need that creative midfielder, get that, and then go and get a Kane uh, competition. Well, yeah, and, if you and then if we, if we got those two, I'd be happy with January window. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with that. Uh, I think defensively, uh, Romero is is on the cusp of coming back again. So you've got you've got well the current, and that's the thing about how he's got defenders playing. People like Ben Davis and 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 Dario, I think, are starting to perform well. Yeah, Dario's still got that error in him. We saw against Southampton, he had the error, which Sanchez saved us in that game. Sanchez crossed yeah, yeah. and made the the block. If you look at our defence, we haven't really... I personally haven't thought, oh, come, where's Romero? Please come back. I've actually mm. not forgotten about him, but it hasn't been that thing that when he got injured, everyone's going, oh, this is the end, this is the end. But we've actually defended reasonably well with, with without Romero. So if you think Romero's back, Romero, Dyer, Davis, uh, Sanchez, uh, 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 what's his name? Tanganga. Uh, Tanganga. Uh, Joe Roden, I think he'll be gone. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Do, do you think he'll leave... Actually, uh, carry on with your point and then we'll talk about who you think is yeah. going to leave because you wanted to talk well, about Delhi, didn't you? Got, yeah, you've got four or five decent central defenders there. So you've, you've got a squad of defenders. So you can get by with that to the end of end of the season. Uh, the fullback situation, well, from what I've read, he's looking for a right a right fullback. So mm. you ascertain from that he's, he's not overly impressed with, with uh, 
with uh, Emerson Royale, or or you could say that he's not convinced by Doherty as backup. So so you need you, you obviously need two players in each position. Left back, Sessignon, another another sick note. Yeah. Uh, it's a real shame because I really like Sessignon and I marked him when Conte came in as he could be the victor Moses, yeah. but I mean seems to have injury problems which have oh. suddenly picked up because he never had them at Fulham, did they? No, in in well, the championship or when they came up. But um yeah. Well, Celso never had any injuries either before we, we signed him, so <laughs> yeah, make it out what you will. Uh, and goalkeeping wise, I, I, I'm not sure if Alfie Whiteman's are they bringing him back from loan? Yeah, I'm I, sure I yeah, but anyway, I, I actually, as far as getting a new goalkeeper, I actually, I don't, I'm not convinced that Galini is the answer. Uh, and but I actually do quite like Alfie Whiteman from what I saw in the the preseason games. Uh, not not to be thrown straight into the first level, no, no, no. as, as you know, to learn from from Lloris or whoever comes in mm-hmm. to replace Lloris if Lloris goes. So yeah, I think defensively, uh, the midfield we've got Hubo, Skip, uh, Winks if he continues playing like he is. You know, we've got players there that have got that defensive solidity, and I quite like Harvey White from what I've seen about him. So mm-hmm. at a push, you can you can include him in that. Uh, Creativity, well, we've got a decent creative player, but he doesn't want to know, and that's Don Don Belly. So, you know, uh, La Celso. By creativity, I'm talking about the Ericsson type player who can ping a pass 60 yards, a deep line playmaker, or a playmaker further up. We don't have that, I think. Well, I think Don Belly is creative, I think, with a a, a skimming past people and, and, and taking them out of the game. Yeah, I think I think Nunnabelli can make that pass, but you know he's obviously Conte obviously doesn't seem interested in him. Well, when, <laughs> it was classic, wasn't it? When he, they asked about him, when he asked about Winks in the press conference, he's oh no, Harry Winks is staying. He, you know, I don't trust him. Blah blah blah. When they asked him about Nunnabelli, what, what are your thoughts on Nunnabelli? His first words were, "He's a midfielder," sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, "Oh, I can't talk about it." So he obviously can talk about Winks, but he can't talk about Nunnabelli. So that now, as far as the price is concerned. Now the problem with Tottenham is they always want to get back what they pay for players. That's you know, yeah. which is really annoying. Now that, that Bale... has to change. That has to change because that's well, not happening with Ndon Bele. It will happen is... with Delhi, but uh, in, like Tommy says, Tommy from Tommy Talks Ball says you you can break even with Delhi by getting five million, but you haven't broken even because of all of the wages and all that. So that's why I think Levy wants all of this stuff. And and Darrell's well, added. Uh, if top four is Levy's golden egg, he's not making it easy to no, get. Yeah. That, that's obviously uh, remains to be seen in this transfer window. Well, but in, my, in historically, my, that's accurate. My theory about Nonnon Belly is that obviously you ain't going to get 65 million for him. But if you sold, if you sold Nonnon Belly and Deli Alley, would that combined valuation value come to 65 million pounds? I think you'd be pretty close to it. If you could sell Deli Alley and Nonnon Belly, I think you'd, you'd be getting your Nonnon Belly money back. And the fact we only paid five million for Deli Alley, you know, then then you know you, you're not actually losing mm. out there really if they do it that way. So maybe maybe that could be a solution to to that. Yeah. But, but in yeah, terms I mean, of Deli, you said you think he's going to go. Uh, you, you'll let us know later. So why is it you think Deli's off? But on, on that simple fact that, that I think they can get some money for him. Uh, mm. he, he's he's still got and you got teams like Newcastle sniffing around who have got supposedly bags of money. So. I think, yeah, my fear on Deli Alley was he hasn't played in the last season. He wasn't, he, yeah, Liverpool played well against Liverpool, but then against Southampton, didn't do anything. Uh, didn't come off the bench yesterday where, you know, you could argue that you could have used him in, a, in, in even in a striking role. You, you know, you could have argued that. But, but 
I think, yeah, I think that's why. And I think that could be the way they get out of the, we're not going to make our money back on London Ballet, is by selling Deli Alley and then your combined fees for the two of them make your money yeah. back on London Ballet. So I, so that's why I think he might be might be going. Uh, I mean, obviously Conte has made up his mind about players he wants to keep and he's only actually said one player he's keeping yeah, and that's weeks. Weeks. So, you know, I, I think the other players that we would have gladly seen go have played well. Davis is playing well in his left, left uh, centre-back. Sanchez is Playing really well now. Uh, again, Sanchez is a lot. Of I love his reaction to scoring a goal as well. Super yeah. angry. I love that. There's no fist pumping. It was some yeah. doing the fist pumping after the cross had come in and at the end of the game. Sanchez angry. I love that. Yeah, but the thing about Sanchez, it's really well. I was thinking about that yesterday because when he scored against uh, was it Norwich? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when he scored against Norwich. He'd taken a little bit of flack in the game and that you could see that's why he was angry as, as anyone would be. Ah, oh, right, you know. And then yesterday, when I when I heard he scored the last seconds and had a good game from what I'd, I'd heard, when I was actually quite disappointed to see his, his celebration was nothing. He just ended it in the last bit of a game, gets the winning goal, hits it in, just naturally walks off where everyone jumps on him sort of thing. But then I suddenly thought, the first goal he ever scored for Tottenham against Leicester back at Wembley, he did no reaction there. He just put the ball in there and just started walking back to the centre line. So maybe that's just how he is. Maybe yeah. he's not a celebrated sort of guy. I mean, I'd have been running to the... the for, yeah. for a start, I'd have run the other way to where our own supporters are. You know? yeah, yeah. And slid down in front of him and maybe jumped in them or done anything like that. But yeah, he, he was sort of like, eh, okay. Yeah, sort of yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... That's kind of uh, what do you think of uh, Vodon as well? Uh, talk potentially of Brighton because of uh, they lost uh, who did they Ben White? Ben White. Uh, he uh, obviously yeah. he, he won't be cheap, but in terms of the 20 30 million, maybe, and he's not going to play. Let's be honest, uh, he hasn't featured under Conte yeah. at all. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, be a shame, but uh, anyone, anyone that I speak to that has seen Rodon players said he's actually look, looks okay, you know, mm. looks quite good. good. Uh, prospect, but uh, even going back to Mourinho's days, Mourinho didn't play him, you know, no. and Nuno didn't play him, and now Conte. So that's three, three managers that haven't yeah. played him. So there must be must be some sort of issue there. I'm, you know, I'm not tactically aware <laughs> enough or or, or or football aware enough to know, you know, his, his ability as a defender. He just he's looked good to me when he's played, you know. Mm-hmm. But there might be some people watching now that say, "Oh no, he doesn't do this right, or he doesn't do that right." You know, so fair, you know, so so yeah. So there must be something there that, 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 that the top coaches in the world of saying, "Oh, actually, you know, he's, he's not." You know, it's all about yeah. trust as well. You know, he's, I, I need players I can trust. Well, I was always thought Rodon actually looks pretty trustworthy when he plays. You know, so yeah. you know. But um, I'm glad to see Sanchez playing well because I do think there is a defender there. I do think there's yeah, a I do as well. Uh, and he's very good in the air as well, Sanchez. His judgment, when the ball's coming down and bouncing in front of him, he's, his judgment's a bit bit lacking there. Mm. But certainly as clearing the ball in the air and getting you know getting headers and, and obviously the goal yesterday, I think he's pretty good in the air. I think there's definitely a player mm. there. Yeah. Uh, and if, if, if Conte can bring out the best of him, great. Then, you know, as I said, Romero comes back. We've got four decent defenders to, to choose yeah. from. I mean, it's obviously easier going to be defending against a team who don't really attack in Watford. Chelsea is going to be completely different. But uh, yeah. that's January covered beyond. Uh, I agree with you that we, we could mount a title challenge next year. But I think in order to do that, we have to buy players in January. Not not yeah. 15 of them or any stupid like that. But but 
you, you don't want to get into the summer and you still need that. We, we've already earmarked like a goalkeeper and a defensive situation. You don't want to have to add in that the summer, uh, the striker situation and the creative midfielder situation. So I think we need to eradicate that for the summer by getting them in January. So the January would be the forward situation. So the Kane uh, uh, replacement when he's injured and for the, the competition to give him vests and everything, keep him on his toes and the creative midfielder. I think yeah. I, I can handle a, a transfer window in January with just the creative midfielder coming in because at least that's progress. Uh, yeah. That would be a good window for me. Uh, the Kane replacement uh, as well would be a superb window. And then January, you can focus on the goalkeeper and the defender. So, but to order mount a title challenge next year, I think, oh, to mount a top four challenge this year, I, I think you have to, a real serious one. We're all just, obviously in the hat for that. But to really go make people go, oh, hang on, they're serious top yeah. four contenders here. I think you need that forward situation, certainly the creative midfielder. And then for a title challenge next year, I think you need already there Kane, Kane situation, creative midfielder, and then the defence, and then the goalkeeper to push Loris as well. And then I think you can have a title challenge yeah. next year. If we well, don't do that in January, I think it's yeah. going to be, again, top four, maybe an outside title challenge, not a serious one. Uh, what do I, you think? I, I, I always... Beyond, I, I always, I always use a little trick that I look at the first 11, our current first 11, and I say, is that a team that can win the title? And at the moment, it's not. You know, we'll be, no. we'll be honest about that. Then I go through the players and I say, that player, would he be in a, a, a title winning first 11? And you look at, oh, okay, let's look at our four, let's look at our, our, our three centre backs. Let's say Romero's fit. Romero, Dyer, and Davis, Romero, Dyer, and Sancho, whatever three, but Romero being mm. you know top class player that he is, is that a title challenging team? Probably not. No. You get another, and someone made this point the other night. I can't remember who it was. You get another world class defender alongside Romero, then you've got Romero, world class player, and Dyer. Romero, world class player, Davis, or whatever it might be. You can probably get away with that having you know having two world class players and one. Okay, player, mm. you can probably mount a challenge, and that goes to every position. If you can yeah. get, you know, so that you can get by, as I say, we're not going to win the title with this first 11, uh, might not even get top four with this first 11. But if you can strengthen and have your world class players, then you can get by with your other players. And uh, as I say, uh, with problems at the moment, we're only one game away from Kane getting injured or Son getting yeah. injured, so. You bring in someone like now. I don't think this will happen in January. In fact, I, I, I yeah. lay money on it. Blavich won't come to us in, in January. I think he'll stay for the rest of that, that, that this season. Have we got a chance if we pay the money in the wages? I think Conte could be a, if we get Champions League and Conte's still there, then we could possibly sign him. Yeah. Blavich, the way he's going, he's a big, strong player. Uh, I've heard, as I say, my knowledge of European football is not that brilliant, but I've heard he would suit the Premiership because he's that big, physical number nine. So then you've got Kane, Vlalovic and Son. You play. You can play all three of them. You can play Vlalovic mm. and Son. You can play Vlalovic and Kane. You've got. And crucially, player. you can give each of Son and Kane a vest. Whether exactly. you whether you do or not is <laughs> another yeah. problem. You'll end up probably having the same problem with all three of them need a vest because yeah. they played every bloody game. Um, but you've got the option there. You've got yeah. the option. The creative midfielder is is a must. Uh, I, I don't. 
I don't know what creative midfielders are out there. I, the ones I do know, I, I like Ward Prowse at Southampton. Uh, but there, he, there's he, a guy, I think, at Juventus. Uh, it begins with D. It's like a Czech name, I think. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to even attempt at butchering the name. Uh, <laughs> one player we are linked with is Delict. I, I think someone's been playing football manager and thought it's real. <laughs> I, I don't think that's... A, uh, no. I mean, but then it completely transforms in the summer if we can get fourth. Exactly. Kane doesn't. Kane doesn't go Isn't because it? we're moving in the right direction. Yes. Although I'm not sure he will go now because City, I think, will be adamant now they're getting Haaland and that's who their main guy will be next in the summer. I think 70 million, which that's yeah. probably half of what Levy will at least ask for. And the, the fact that City pissed us around in in the summer yeah. <laughs> means yeah. that Levy's put the price up. Um, I, I so think, yeah. yeah. I, I, Kane will stay if we if we if Conte's still at the helm and we've got Champions League football. And we and, get the power Yeah, and also Levy has shown some sort of ambition during the January window that we do get some signings that that affect the team that that, that go towards us getting that top four. I think Kane will stay there because I mean Kane is a Tottenham boy, you know, he's got the club at heart. And let's face it, none of us when he we resigned ourselves to him leaving at, at, in the last season, and we all he was going with our blessings. Yeah. It's only it's only until he didn't turn up for training and suddenly you yeah, know, all yeah, broke yeah. loose. You know, up until then, if Man City had come in with 150 million pound, you know, offer and we'd accepted it and he'd gone, all the fans would say, "Well done, Harry." You know, sorry we haven't you know we haven't yeah. matched your ambition. Come, come back, sorry, won the title and then win a yeah, you know, Tottenham haven't matched his ambition. Tottenham haven't matched our ambition. You know, so mm. so yeah, so but obviously what happened happened and that's all under the bridge now. And uh, yeah, I think if if and and again, this top four and and being backed, this is this Conte will want to be backed. Otherwise, he'll be gone. You know, this is why he signs on eighteen month contracts. You know, it's mm. you know we've seen it before. You know, he left Inter Milan because they said we can't afford any players, we get the money, and he left them. You know, so yeah, this is this is this is make or break time for 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 the owners at Tottenham because I think all oh, hell. I mean, all oh, hell. Almost has broke loose anyway, and then the Conte signing has, has, has dampened it down a bit. But I tell you what, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, that are just, you know, you better get this one right. Uh, this mm. is, I think, this is. I would love to see Tottenham win a title. This is our, this is last chance saloon for me. I really do think so. Mm. It, it, it's we've got the basis there now. We've got a half decent team. We've got the one of the best managers in the world. Uh, only time will tell, but we've apparently got a fairly good director of football or football manager, whatever you want to call him, Paratici. We've got the stadium, we've got the fan base, you know, we, it's all there. We just mm. need the lucky team. That's all we need. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's there. It's so, and that's what I think it's frustrating being a Tottenham fan because we get so close and we only know it'll need a little push, you know, a little, and, and that will, you know, and then off we go sort of thing. But at the moment, yeah, so the, the jury is. Certainly, from my point of view, the jury is out until the end of the summer window. Uh, but yeah. I think if we can get decent players in in August, yeah, there's a possibility of a title challenge there. Because you look at the teams at the top, Man City. I mean, we all thought Chelsea would walk the title this season. Remember when Chelsea mm. started playing? They got Lukaku. Oh, they're going to walk mm. it, and now mm. they're in trouble. You know, Liverpool. Uh, on and off sort of thing. Man City. I, I then... pick them. I pick them for the title, Liverpool, because of the fans coming back. I completely forgot yeah. about the African Cup of Nations, which yeah. Yeah. I can see that really derailing them. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, it depends who they get in and who they've got to play. But uh, I think Salah's out tom uh, tomorrow or today or whenever it is when yeah, they've got Chelsea, yeah. which is a big only have a four of it, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, uh, and let's face it, when we made, we we all make title challenges. We And unfortunately, let's be honest, we have to, the teams at the top have got to drop slightly and us to, to go up before. And that's what happened in the Leicester season. That what happened in the Chelsea season was that the, the teams that are now dominating your last year. Uh, the Chelsea season, I'd slightly disagree with there. 86 points that we got, I think that's enough to win a title in most seasons. I agree with the Leicester season. We were superb yeah. in that Chelsea season. It's just Chelsea were... Well, yeah, uh, that, yeah, we missed out. I mean, we, <laughs> we're talking about someone lucky, and I mean, like, you know, yeah. the Leicester season, we, we basically lost out to a freak of nature. You know, that will probably never yeah, happen yeah. in my lifetime again. You know, Leicester was 5,000 to 1 to win the title, whatever mm. it was. They it was too early for us as well. The, the second yeah, season was yeah. okay. Um, but we and, and yeah. I'm 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 a I'm a biased Tottenham supporter here. I, I'll admit it. But I thought we're the best. I thought we're the best team in the in the league that season. The mm. Leicester season, you know. And but unfortunately, they kept winning their games with last minute goals and whatever, or one nil or whatever. Mm. Uh, and then they they uh, we, I think we drew up there, and I think they beat us at White Hart Lane, which which proved yeah. pivotal. And we didn't win it. Chelsea's in. You're right. We just we were just we were. That was probably. The 2017, 16, 17 was probably the best Tottenham team I've seen in my lifetime, uh, and yet we lost out to a team that were better. You know, yeah. and it, it, you, you know, you just have to, you just have to, uh, you know, put your cards and play yeah. and admit it. Chelsea were were uh, mm. were better that season. Ironically, we ended their winning run by mm. beating them at White Lane, and who was their manager? Conte. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, and that's the other thing. We've now got one of the probably the top five managers in world football. You know, someone who can compete with Klopp, who can compete with with uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Guardiola. Yeah. You know, and we got you know some some uh, dear old Brian. You know, best of luck, Brian. I hope you get well soon. But I know Brian's got this thing about uh, not Brian. Sorry, sorry, Brian, if you're watching, Bob, Bob, get better, get well. But Bob would always say about Pep Guardiola. He didn't didn't rate him because he said, well, no, no, give him loads of loads of money and he'll he'll make any team. You know, yeah, I agree with that. I think not thought we'll see what he does. You know, so he, he doesn't really take challenges on Guardiola. No, no. Whereas uh, Klopp took on a challenge with Liverpool, huge, huge team. Uh, uh, too cool. Same with Chelsea; they weren't the greatest when he took over, and, and now Conte with us, and and same with Jose as well. Or, or we obviously know what happened with Jose, but yeah, Guardiola always takes surefire bets and gets raved about. But most managers could probably <laughs> do a job yeah. at City. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. We pretty much come to the end. There's not really much else to talk about. Otherwise, we're kind yeah. of going over the same ground. But uh, I definitely think we have to make some January signings, and I think we will because I think Conte will walk, and I think Levy knows that. And like you said, the uh, wheels come off. I can't remember the terminology used, but um, <laughs> if 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 Conte walks and Conte leaves because Levy has broken promises, Levy will need extra security in his house. I think yeah. because the Spurs yeah. fans will be. 10 times more furious than they are now. I don't condone any violence or anything like that or damage them, but, but that's the, ang just to convey the anger that Spurs fans will yeah. have. And yeah. he can't afford that because then his job is completely untenable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think there will be some signings. Like I say, that creative midfielder has to be in January, has to be in January. And then we are serious contenders, I think for top four place. Yeah. Yeah. And then get, 
yeah, and then if you can get the uh, uh, the Kane situation helped out, I, I agree with you. I think 70 million they want for Vlahovic. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Unless you could get like Kessie, if he's a deep line playmaker, who's a, if he is, I'm not sure, being out of contract next season. So, cut price deal, yeah. 80 million in, in total for the window with a few outgoings. That's possible. Uh, but yeah, like I say, for the creative midfielder, absolute certainty needs to be in. And then you can work on the defensive stuff in summer. And then you've essentially had two windows to work on your entire team back to front. Then you can mount a title challenge. I think without those two things, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, and Darrell said, even if loan to buy in the summer, but we need at least two. I'm assuming yeah. that's uh, yeah. uh, 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 in January. I wouldn't disagree with There's that. There's also but... a lot of free transfers available at the end of this season. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, someone put that in the chat. But Mbappe yeah. is obviously head of that list. <laughs> yeah. But no, there's some, there are some, some, some players there that you, yeah, that you would, you would take, you know, on a free. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I uh, yeah, you're right. This, this is it. This is the. You know. It's make or break for Levy this transfer window, and then this will this transfer window will obviously show Conte what he can expect in the summer. If there's nothing in January. I mean, Levy will probably say there's nothing in January. You can have whatever you want in the summer, but if you've broken a promise in January, that's not going to happen, is it? So we hear it, we hear it every year, we hear it every yeah, season. But yeah. I, I think there'll definitely be something in January because I just don't think Levy can afford there not to be a three but high wages. Um, yeah, possibly, possibly. It depends on I guess the. Uh, the, the uh, uh, queue of uh, suitors for those free players, if, if they're free, they haven't got a club and no one else wants them, then, all right, we'll have to take a bit of a lower wage, otherwise I don't play football, but then <laughs> money well, is again, dictating like football these like days. Like football is so important, because then if you can offer them the lure of a world-class manager, Conte, Champions League mm. football, and, and also the Premier League is a big draw for a lot of players that have never played it before, you know, it's, it's another challenge. So you offer them, that's one thing that Tottenham, and and sixty thousand people a week watching you or every two weeks, they're the they're the things we can offer players at the moment. You know, or hopefully at the end of the season we could offer them. Uh, and yeah. you know that you know you have to go with what your strengths are, and, and but, yeah. our only strengths you can't offer them millions and millions of pounds. Yeah, I, I think Conte is a big draw as well. Playing for Conte, yeah. I think that will be a big draw for because of his history and his CV. Yeah, history yeah. shows that he just wins things, and all yeah. players want to win yeah. things. Um, but yeah, I mean, we pretty much reached the end there. I'm sure at the end of January there'll be a right. Let's review the January transfer window rather than speculating what's going to happen here on the second day of January. But uh, thanks so much, Brad, for coming on. Pleasure to have you on. Always a pleasure to have you on. Click like and subscribe to this channel. It's a, a, one of the Excellent. best channels out there. And also get Thank some you. really good guests on. I, I saw the day Mackay the guy who wrote the yeah, yeah, it was really good. And that also was. The, the lady who wrote the history of Spurs. Uh, yeah, well, Cat really Lucas. Good. Yeah, very yeah. good. They were. Yeah. But yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, like uh, Brad says, hit like, hit subscribe. Uh, you go on the uh, Spurs Eurasian, aren't you, after this? So um, follow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I encourage you, follow Brad, Spurs Eurasian, hit like, hit subscribe there. If you don't subscribe already, Eugene, uh, I don't think he's on today, but uh, Jamie uh, and Vez, brilliant guys as well. Um, but yeah, like I say, this is the last one of these ad hoc days where you don't know what day I'm going to do a stream. It's back to Friday, 12.30 p.m., Mondays, 8 p.m. Uh, so that will start this Friday. Talking about hopefully, hopefully, a really good result in the first leg against Chelsea. Uh, yeah, that that's the hope. Um, 
It's the hope that kills yeah. you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, from uh, Daryl there, keep safe, enjoy the game. Cheers, Daryl. Same to you. And uh, thanks so much for the comments and everyone else who added comments in. Uh, keep them coming in uh, on, on YouTube. And yeah, be back on Friday. And thanks, Brad, once again. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>